Hello and welcome to the Simply podcast. I'm Aisha Rajavelu, Content and Community Manager at Simply, and today we're talking to Laura Colantuono. Laura is the Group Head of Internal Comms at Fremantle and has worked for many big brands over the years, such as Unilever, Harrods and Fendi. We interviewed Laura on what inspired her to go into internal comms from external comms and all about Fremantle's new intranet, which she will be speaking about at our event Simply EXP in November. Let's get started then. Hi, Laura, and welcome to the Simply podcast. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, please? Yeah, sure. Hi, hi. Thank you for having me. Uh, so my name is Laura. Um, I'm the uh, Global Head of Internal Communications at Fremantle. Um, I've been working in internal comms for the past uh, almost 15 years. Um, started uh, back in Italy at Unilever, spent my first four years in FMCG and then moved into luxury where I became the global uh, manager uh, of internal comms at Fendi uh, for five years. And then my husband and I decided to move to the UK. So we moved uh, to London uh, four years ago. And my first role was at Harrods uh, to lead the internal comms team. And then during the pandemic, I moved uh, to FMCG again. Um, and I was the head of internal comms international for Kraft Heinz. Um, for two years, and uh, since November last year, I moved uh, into content, so a new industry, a new challenge, and I'm loving it so far. Um, I'm Italian, um, as, as it's, you know, it's kind of clear from from what I just said. Um, uh, but I lived abroad my whole life, and I just love being here in the UK for now. Um, apart from that, I'm also um, part of the IOSC, and you know, I'm trying to be really active and helpful. Um, with my uh, internal comms community uh, outside of my day-to-day. And as you mentioned, you're the global head of IC at Fremantle. So what does your day-to-day look like? Oh, wow. Well, right now it's quite hectic because we are about to launch a new internet. Um, So over the past six months really have been on the discovery journey to um, assess the internal channels, to understand what my colleagues wanted, uh, why the previous channels didn't work um, that well. And and so in a couple of weeks, uh, fingers crossed, we will launch this new SharePoint-based intranet, which I'm really excited about. So my day-to-day now is all about creating the content, checking the tech, having meetings with the local ITs and the local comms team to make sure everybody's aligned. Um, try to uh, understand how we can, you know, improve the site, work on the comms launch for it. Um, so it's it's quite exciting. Um, as I said, being being on a, on a global role um, is is quite quite exciting. But you need to think about so many different things, right? And and really have everybody on board from the leadership team to, uh, you know, my local peers. You mentioned obviously before we started the interview that obviously Fremantle. You do like a lot of work with um, different TV shows. Can you talk to us a bit about Fremantle, please? Oh, yeah, of course. Um, we are a content company, um, a global one, um, and, and we create uh, irresistible entertainment, how we like to say, um, from drama and film to um, TV shows uh, here in the UK, Britain's Got Talent, just to name one, or The Apprentice, um, and documentaries as well. It's a very global uh, and, and um, creative industry, which I love. 
um, in, in Italy, where I come from, we we produce probably almost, yeah, majority of my favorite shows. X Factor is another one. And so operas such as Neighbours. Um, so, yeah, I'm really, really excited to experience this industry for the first time. Great. And you must have um, you must have people kind of all over the world globally then. How do you engage your people? Yeah, we do. We do. Um, so obviously, internal comms channels are really, really important. And hence, you know, that's why we are re redesigning them. Um, so that will be the foundation together with more regular communications, um, mainly by email. Um, so we launched a global newsletter a couple of months ago for the very first time, where we're literally telling stories from across um, across the territories. Um, this internet will be uh, an important milestone as well and then we have regular uh, virtual meetings like town halls or or even spotlight uh, on a specific show to really engage everyone across across the world obviously as we are we have many um, people working in production is not always easy to reach out and and to connect with them as they're always on the go or on set so it's really important that you you mix and match and you have you know the right channels and the right tech in place of course. And um, sort of going back all the way to the beginning. So you were in journalism and then you were also like a marketing assistant. So why internal comms? What inspired you to yeah, make the change? Yeah, yeah, really great question. Yes, so I started as a journalist because I loved writing and I love storytelling. So you can see, you know, why internal comms kind of make sense at some point. <laughs> um, so I started after uni, I started as an intern um, in, in the mar marketing team of uh, Johnson & Johnson's. And then I found this amazing opportunity at Unilever that was one of my, you know, loved, most loved uh, companies. Um, and I applied and I was working in the press office at first. And then my colleague looking after internal comms moved um, into external comms and they offered me the job. And to be fair, I wasn't quite familiar with it uh, at first. And it was, you know, uh, almost 12 years ago. Um, but I really loved what she was doing, like organizing events and creating, you know, impactful campaigns, working on DNI, sustainability, brands, brand launches, etc. And it felt really uh, appealing and really what I wanted to do in terms of, you know, the the the, the international scope and all of that. So, uh, so yeah, when they offered me the role, I jumped right <laughs> into it, and I loved it. So, so ever ever since then, that's that's been my career, and I was really lucky to, you know, have the chance to grow in this role, to see many different industries, to move from local um, local teams to to global ones, and to really, you know, embrace all things internal and the challenges and 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 the things that we need to like uh, keep changing and evolving in order to to stay relevant and and the, and the reason why you know sometimes people say oh it wasn't really my choice I just found myself in this role and I actually mm -hmm. I chose it which you know makes a lot of difference if you like um and still today you know um my this 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 role that I'm in it's it's all about creating a culture of internal comms creating the channels creating you know um a sharing culture around people's stories and and get people feel connected and part of something bigger and at the end of the day this is what keeps me going. Great and you've worked uh, in IC obviously for, for many big brands over the years you mentioned Unilever, Harrods, Fendi 
Uh, so what would you say your biggest learnings over the years have been? And, you know, the challenges, were they, they similar because they're different sectors mm. or was it like different challenges? Talk to us about that. Yeah, well, obviously, internal comms, you have that set, that skill set that you can apply uh, pretty much anywhere. And this is what I love about our role is that it's really flexible, right? And and you can you can apply um, those in different sectors. But each, like you said, each company is different. And what the challenge is is always to understand your audience audiences first. So what work for a company like Unilever or FMCG might not work um, for, you know, the luxury industry, for instance, in terms of uh, tone of voice or, you know, processes as well, or how you reach your employees if they don't have a laptop versus, you know, if they're very uh, mobile, that really changes a lot. So uh, as an internal comms practitioner, you always need to like understand your audience first and try to apply what you've learned so far um, and, and take that with you, but also uh, explore and develop new skills as you go in order to grow. Um, so each industry is really different, but you will always have the same mission and purpose of internal comms, which is, you know, connecting, engaging employees. Um, and that may make me feel more comfortable when changing, you know, industries. But at the same time, it keeps me excited because I keep learning new things. As you mentioned, you're in the process of kind of getting a new intranet all based out of uh, out of the box SharePoint. Tell us a little bit about the discovery process. Yeah, so obviously um, we use Microsoft 365 um, as our main uh, Microsoft suite. So it made a lot of sense to stay in that space, right? And trying to create an experience that was obviously seamless and and could and interconnected in a way. So that's why we we decided to go with SharePoint, um, and also because you know the platform itself is evolving constantly. So it's not you know it's not like it used to be. It, it allows us to 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 um, provide our employees with with a, a better experience. So the discovery was all about uh, understanding what my employees wanted. <clears throat> and what the pain points were in the past and trying to create a platform that could solve that and serve the needs of, of this global um, um, audience and, and population that I need to support. Um, so that was the first part of it. And then we ran some focus groups um, with the teams all across the world to understand, you know, the common um, themes and issues and, and then went in through the um, design phase to create something that could, uh, you know, represent what they wanted uh, in the best way possible. And um, you're going to be speaking at Simply EXP in November at this. Are you looking forward to the event? Oh my God! Yes, absolutely. I was there last <laughs> last year. It was super exciting. I met so many new uh, friends from the IC world and exchanged so many ideas and and you know shared experiences. And it's always really exciting to attend events like this. Oh well, we are very very excited to have you uh, doing one of our roundtables there. Should be should be really, really good. Uh, I was going to ask, so obviously you've worked in the UK in internal comms. You've also worked like different places over Europe. Has, has internal comms, does it like differ depending on where you're at? I get asked this question a lot. Um, thank you for asking that. It's one of my favourite questions, actually. And the answer is yes. 
um, there is always a cultural element attached to it um, that obviously changes the dynamics and the way you approach internal comms, even though, like I said before, there are certain things that will never change. And that's, you know, our our skill set and and the things we, we, we bring to the table. However, uh, industry always obviously changes the game, but culture is is a big element. And I always say this whenever I talk about the IOC, for instance, um, in it when I was working in Italy, um, I, I always felt there was a gap in the way that internal comms practitioner could, you know, interact with themselves, with each other, within you know, within the community, or even learn from each other. There was nothing there to help this process. Um, whilst I was looking at the IOC uh, and I was, you know, eager to be part of it. Uh, and the UK has the most amazing, connected and helpful and collaborative internal comms community that I've ever seen. Uh, even the way that internal comms is perceived uh, in the UK is really different than it is in, in Italy. And, and I'm sure that whoever listens to this podcast might, might agree with me. Um, it Sometimes it's not seen as a, as a strategic, um, you know, added value or a strategic partner that much things are changing and I'm glad to see that change happening but it wasn't really seen as as as, as strategic as it should be whilst here in the UK you know it's 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 almost um, the opposite and I'm really really glad to see that. It must be quite difficult with it not being you know seen as strategic as it is in in Italy it might be um yeah it must be must be a challenge then. Yet, to be fair, I was lucky enough to work, uh, you know, um, with organisations that saw internal comms as as a strategic uh, partner. To be to be fair, you know, Unilever had already a super well structured team in place. While Fendi, we build it with time, uh, and we, you know, we 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 build the uh, routines and the platforms, and and we we really change and refresh the comms. Um, but you know, I, I can I can obviously share my personal experience and and those of, of you know internal comms practitioners close to me um, that it's it's all, also the market is not as uh, you know active as it is in the UK. So finding a new job or growing in your role uh, is not as simple um, as as you might want it to be, or you don't have as many opportunities as you might have in the UK or elsewhere around the world. Of course, and. Um... At Fremantle, obviously having people kind of globally, is it, how do you communicate, I guess, over those cultural differences and is there, is there any of that? Is, is it like tailored to, to each specific kind of region? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, of course, you need to take that into consideration. In all my global roles, you know, one of my main challenges was to actually adapt and understand what makes sense to one region slash country could could not be the same, you know, uh, everywhere. So one size fits all doesn't really work, um, regardless of of the, the the company itself. So obviously, yeah, we have local comms teams that drive the 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 comms uh, locally, and globally, we are building, you know, our way of approaching comms and internal comms. So in terms of languages, for instance, English is our main language. So we we send uh, all our comms in English, but the aim is to like improve it and try to adapt and try translate locally as much as possible. In my previous roles, when I had a global role, I was always trying to um, come up with campaigns that could 
be adaptable um, anywhere and everywhere with some tweaks. And if not, we could obviously, you know, just sit down with the local team and, and try to translate and implement it locally where it makes sense. So it's really important that you take that into consideration with anything you do. Of course. And then finally, I mean, other than obviously the internet is a massive, massive project that you guys are launching. Is there anything else going on behind the scenes at Fremantle? Oh, well, I really would. I can't wait for this platform to be out there. And then, you know, what's what's going on? It's it's there is a lot. Obviously, there is a lot happening externally that we are, you know, working on and all the amazing shows that we produce. So anything that happens and that we launch uh, externally, we, of course, communicate internally. So that doesn't stop. Never stop, <laughs> obviously. Uh, and it's, you know, my my role and my uh, task is to actually connect internal to external. Um, but at the same time, I think the platform is um, the foundation and I can't wait for that to be up and running so that we can create, you know, an exciting content plan and and, and build from there. So uh, maybe let's let's regroup in a couple of months and I can, <laughs> can update all of you on what's uh, what's happening. But yeah, that's the plan. Let's build the foundations and and and, you know, and, and build from there. Wonderful. Well, thank you ever so much for your time uh, for this interview today. It's, it's been really, really great getting a uh, getting a peek behind the scenes at Fremantle. My pleasure, Ash. Thank you for inviting me.